Hey everybody, my name is Doc Green. I just started this little podcast because I got to thinking of all the stories and everything that I was reminisce on while I'm driving my truck around the country. I decided to sit here and share some of these stories, mostly for my family in the future. They can listen to these podcasts. Anyone else wants to listen, you're more than welcome to also. Uh, today's episode, I was going to talk, start talking about my childhood. First memory I ever had. A lot of people aren't going to believe it, and that's fine. But when I was a kid, I was about three years old. Because I remember my fourth birthday real clear. So I was about three years old. It was before then. And I had this little Fisher-Price little white car. A little thing made of wood. And it had a little plastic seat on it. The seat was yellow with little blue poles that held it up. And you fill in the bottom wood part with the blocks and everything. And I was in my living room. And I don't know why I had this memory. I mean, it was so long ago. But I remember my grandfather... He used to take his feet and he pushed me, he pushed the back of the cart, and he pushed me forward towards this uh, fireplace thing we had. And uh, I, I'd get barely hit it and everything. I'd use my feet and I'd put it on there and I'd push myself back to my grandfather. And we'd do that for, I don't know how long, but I, I remember that one time. I don't know if we ever did any other times, but it was a great memory. And, it, you know, it reminded me of, you know, time that my grandfather spent with me and everything. Now, he spent a lot more time with me than just that, but over the years... But it was one of my fond... I don't know why it sticks in my mind so much. But it is. It's one of my fondest memories. Um, I was raised in a little area of Dallas called Buckner Terrace. Of course, it, it's still there. It's changed a lot now. Um, when I was there, it was a predominantly professional neighborhood. I had a lot of teachers living there. A lot of uh, lawyers, uh, FBI agents, a um, few doctors. It was, it was a very, very nice area to live in. My grandmother, um, well, to be honest with you, we were living well with well out of our means. You know, she bought a house with an inheritance that she had gotten from her aunt that she had taken care of. And uh, my grandmother bought this house cash. Beautiful neighborhood at the time. You know, older now, but it was beautiful at the time. Um, went to a great school, a uh, school called Edna Rowe in Dallas. It was right off of uh, Jim Miller and I-30. Or I-30 and Samuel, uh, Jim Miller, whatever you want to see in that area. But most of y'all are, you know, the only way you know is if you're from that area. And we had, uh, my grandmother, like I said, lived, we bought a house that was, well, it was within our means when she bought it. She owned a bunch of gas wells. She inherited oil wells in Pampa, Texas, hotels and everything. And she got real upset one day with my, uh, my uncles, my dad, my aunt. And uh, I think I was about, I want to say around seven or eight years old when this happened. No, I was younger than that. I was about five. Yeah, because I hadn't started, I was just about to start school. And um, my grandmother woke up one morning and we had, you know, she just she just had enough. And uh, my dad left me. I was living with my grandmother and everything. I'll get into those stories later on. I remember this one real well. And she went down to the bank her bank down on Buckner Boulevard met her lawyer and some bankers and some other people. I was just real young. I barely remember any of it. And, uh, of course, I had my little cap guns on and back the you know, little cap guns with the plastic handles and I thought I was a sheriff cowboy, but I walked to the bank so I was going to rob the bank, you know. Back then, you could, you could do that as a kid. You could walk into a place with toy guns and stuff and, oh, the bank tellers, they raise their hands up and you know, they hand me little sheets of paper, act like it was muddy and stuff. You know, and everyone laughed, and it was a good time. And my grandmother was in the office for quite a while. 
And I remember being kind of intimidated at the bank, you know, granite floors and everything. Oh, it was, it was, it was building, you know, and I was just a kid. I wanted to be out playing. Um, I didn't understand why my grandmother took me there that day. You know, she could have just left me at home with my grandfather and everything, but she didn't. She took me with her. And after she was done, she walked out towards her car, Galaxy 500, a big white Galaxy 500. And, uh, Ford Galaxy. Anyway, she, uh, we walked back out to the car. And, you know, she puts me, you know, there was no car seats back then. <laughs> what do we... We didn't even use seat belts. My grandma just put me up in that front bench seat, you know, with her and everything. Started the car up and she looked at me. She goes, you may get mad at me someday when you're older. She goes, for what I'm doing today. She goes, but I brought you with me so that you can learn from a young age that money isn't everything. And that's what she told me. She goes, you're not going to understand a lot of this. And I guess I didn't care. I was five years old, four years old. I didn't care. I was almost five. I think I was five. Anyway, she said, uh, you're going to have to work for a living when you get older. Of course, I knew that. I've been watching TV. I knew how, you know, I knew I was going to have to get a job, do something. I didn't know, you know, what a job was or anything, but I, I knew enough to know that. And she says, I've just sold my inheritance. I have enough money for your grandfather and me to live on and to take care of you and possibly send you to college. She goes, but you're going to have to do everything else on your own. I did not know what this old woman was talking about. Years later, I find out when my grandmother woke up one morning and she heard my aunts and uncles and my dad, well, it's my aunt, uncle and my dad screaming at each other and hollering at each other over money in the other room. Um... They were, you know, threatening each other, and, and they, the fight got real bad, I guess. I don't remember that, but I, my grandmother told me about it. And she just decided that instead of leaving, because I guess when she first inherited the money, which was about a year before I was born, she went out and bought my dad a motorcycle and my uncle a car and my aunt this and that. And she, you know, spent a lot of money on them and everything. I mean, you know, they never had anything growing up, but grandmother never had anything, so when she got that inheritance... She spoiled them a little bit, or actually a whole lot. But after the fight started in the living room and everything, my grandmother overheard it, and then they were yelling at her, and they talking about when she dies, they're going to get this, and when she dies, this is what she wants, my aunt wants, and when my grandmother dies, this is what my dad wants. And my grandmother just kind of says she just thought at that moment, when I die, I'm not leaving them anything. So she literally went down made some phone calls, I guess, or something, but we went down to the bank that morning. You know, now this ain't the same morning the fight was, just a couple of days later, and my grandmother sold everything. The mineral rights, the land, the hotels, a couple of stores, property all over Pampa, Texas. My grandmother sold all of it. Well, almost all of it. And she literally just, when we got back home, and I call it home because my grandmother raised me, and I'll get, like I said, I'll get into another story about that later on. She said, remember, Doc, you can have 
hundreds of dishes. You can have the best silverware. You can have the best china or anything. She goes, but all you need is one plate to eat off of, one glass to drink out of, one fork, one spoon, and one knife to eat with. She goes, you can have the grandest bed, but all you need is a, a decent bed with a mattress and a pillow. She goes, you can have a 10, 15 bedroom house, or you can have a one, two, or three bedroom house just big enough for you and your family. There's no reason to sit there and fight and strive to have the world when the world is in your heart. <clears throat> Again, I was uh, younger when I heard all this stuff and she told me a lot as time went on as to why she did and everything but this is one of the strangest lessons I think you could try to teach a five year old and like I said it didn't end just then she taught me the same oh, that that what she did she taught me about over years she kept talking about it, referring back to it and I probably will in this podcast too but I just wanted to put that out there that some people will spend their entire lives chasing a fortune I have. But to try to pass on to someone that is ungrateful, unloving, and and has no respect for it. And when you do that, from what I've seen in the past, most families, if you don't teach your kids right, they, they won't learn right. And they won't do right. And my grandmother, of course, could not teach her kids about money when she was growing up and when they were growing up because they didn't have any. So to get that influx of cash and that influx of property and that influx of, of wealth was too much for my dad and his siblings to handle. And my grandmother was wise enough to see it. So she gave she she sold it. And really for very little. Um, she just did not want to deal with it anymore. And she didn't want the family fighting over it anymore. And for a long time, the family... Uh, I say a long time, it was probably not even six months to the kid, it's a long time. But my uncles and my aunts and everything, would, my uncle, my aunt, my dad, and everybody, they, they, they refused to talk to my grandmother. I guess it's for about six months, maybe a year, maybe a little longer, I don't know. And they, they wouldn't call, they wouldn't, nothing. They were just, they were just so upset at what she did. She, they had, she had destroyed their lives. And she uh, would tell me, you know, years later, she don't feel like she destroyed their lives. She feel like she saved their lives. She said that money would have killed them all. Anyway, that's just a little story I want to talk about out here. Uh, I'll try to get on some other podcasts later. I got to get on back to work. Y'all guys have a good one. Thanks.